Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Join Myra, Jeff with a G, Dr. Sam, Jeffrey, and me, Jeff with a J, as we work to debunk those leadership myths. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Welcome back, everybody, to the No Leadership BS podcast. We are so glad you've uh, chosen to join us today. We've got our stellar cast with us as every week. And this week, we're going to talk to Dr. Sam, or he's going to lead us through a conversation about the power of silence. And so for the next 23 minutes, you won't hear anything. <laughs> Powerful, Hello. isn't it? Okay. Hello. Come on, Dr. Sam. Hello, Notice we, we didn't even make it a quarter of a second. <laughs> oh, no, you can't make three seconds. No. no. This is going to be really hard. It's about silence. Right. So I got to go to my script real quick. First joke. Okay. I scratched that. Okay, thanks, <laughs> so there's, there's an excellent leadership film in which one of the characters is supposed to have done something, of course, didn't because there's your stress. And the individual asks them if they got their paperwork done. And the response is, your stunned silence is very reassuring. If you've never watched this leadership movie, that's Monsters, Inc. Uh, thank you, Disney Pixar. And uh, your Mike is trying to get away with something. Inc. Roz says, hey, always watching. <laughs> so we are, I think, conditioned to believe that silence is inherently bad news. Yeah. You ask somebody a question, they're quiet. That means no. Or why'd you ask? Something to say that means you have no thoughts in your head. Never mind to assemble them in a sentence to point to another human being. So there's room for silence, but we don't allow it. And culturally, that's how we've gotten there. So I want to open this up to the group and ask a couple of questions. The first one being, can you think of a time when silence did work in your behavior? Obviously, this is the power of silence, and we'll get to that topic. But I want to hear some anecdotes, if you've got them, about situations where just being quiet was perfectly open. I have to jump right in here. Dive. I don't think the other two know how to be silent, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is just freaking painful, man. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Are you holding breath? Yes. I will apologize, Conroy, for the, the the wicked, mean, nasty, and very accurate things Myra said about you. <laughs> I know it's rude. You know it's really offensive. And I was going to make anyway. I was going to say something really nice, but go ahead, Myra. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in real estate, of course, I had to to learn salesmanship. And part of salesmanship in real estate, trying to do the best, you do the best for your client, much the legal profession, but this is, we're representing them, we're trying to get them the best deal. I learned very early on, silence is golden when you are negotiating. Because <laughs> the first one that speaks loses. Because silence is very uncomfortable for most people. And they have the need to fill that space. So that's just a, a situation where 
the longer you can keep your mouth shut, the more money you're going to save. And my wife has learned that skill so well. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. I think I, silence is a powerful tool. Uh, when Even when you're working with your employees or those people that you work with and you ask, you ask them a question you, or you ask them for situations or you ask them why things are happening in a certain way, you wait for them to answer. Don't answer for them. Wait for them. Kids, your own person, your own kids ask them. <laughs> you don't let them off the hook, but you wait for them to answer. Uh, that power is uh, silence is incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. And Simon and Garfunkel made a wonderful song out of it. So. Of course. Yeah. Darkness, my old friend. So as we think about this and we're, you know, obviously having chit chats and so forth, think about the question of discomfort and just uh, like Myra said, it's just, it's hard. People have a hard time with it and folks don't like radio silence. Mm-mm. That was about three seconds and it felt like forever. I know. So, no, I, yeah. I actually worked. I, I do a leadership program where I teach uh, high school leaders how to work with their groups. And one of the big things that we have to talk to them about is when you're asking them questions and you're facilitating a conversation is the power of silence. And we talk about what is the appropriate wait time for a group of freshmen. And we have found that the appropriate wait time when you ask a question is nine seconds. And so I, and you think three seconds is long. I have these kids and one of the exercises I do is say, go ahead. And I want you to turn to somebody in your group and I want you to look them in the eye and I'm going to count out nine seconds and see what happens. And usually I get the longest I've ever gotten to is three seconds before people start laughing and making, they do not know how to be quiet. They don't know. They're so uncomfortable and quiet in silence that people start making noises. Kids will tap pencils. They'll crumple papers. They'll shuffle their feet. They'll start tapping their desk. But that power in science allows people to think. It gives them time to process the information. And I've always told them, if great, if you get to nine seconds and you're going to count it out and this is how long it is, if you get to that point and nobody said anything, you've either A, asked a bad question or B, they really don't know the answer. So you need to ask a different question. I see being, being silent, which is pretty rare for me, but being silent <laughs> as active, you know, where you're actually listening to the question and you're actually thinking about the question. You're not thinking about what the, your answer is going to be. You're actually listening to that person and in giving it some actual thought as opposed mm-hmm. to being reactionary. That's right. me. So if I'm being quiet, I'm actually listening. And that's where I think a lot of the power comes in. You know, of course, there's power in negotiation. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for it. I saw you set it up. I was like, he's going to, there there it is. Yeah. Nailed it. Sorry, Sam. I got it. Y'all can't see me, but I wasn't even looking. You got me. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Sam. Oh, too easy. No, go ahead. You just go. No. <laughs> it's all yours, man. You go. I'm just we got power. We got negotiation. But I think we've headed down a path to talk about how to get people to open up and giving them space to just stop and think for a minute and not try to skim over a topic or to tell you something that they think you want to hear, but to really just hang tight. And I've, in my former life, talked to some people in some pretty tight spots and they didn't want to share. They didn't want to say how they messed up. They didn't want to say what was going on. But why just sit there and listen to them and maybe ask a question or two on the way, just wait. You start to tell some pretty interesting stories and then get to some real 
actionable information and not just to gloss over, I'll do better. Things were rough. Okay. Here's what I should do. Basically let me off the hook so I can get out of here. That's silent time. Get some real revelations in a lot of, a lot of instances. And speaking of revelations, who has another one, another story they've seen. I've seen some folks got the uh, templed fingers, lots of thinking going on. I just can't help but think that there are talkative persons and there's not so verbal persons. And our assessments that we use, that is something that is just comes out loud and clear, is your drivers and your influencers, they love to talk. They talk quickly. They act quickly. Yeah, and But your steadies and your compliance people, they want time to think. They don't like being put on the spot. Mm-hmm. But they also like to be drawn out. They do like to be drawn out. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Sorry. They, they want to be included, but because they're silent in a meeting, mm-hmm. because things have been put out without them knowing what it was beforehand, even though if there was a gin and all that, they haven't had time to process it, then so much of the time they will feel left out. And that it, that seems counterintuitive, especially to somebody that's a high eye, but it is a real fact. It's a real fact that when they are silent, doesn't always mean that they don't have anything to say. Or that they accept what is being said. Exactly. So exactly. That's a big misnomer. My, my children who are nine and 12 will run through, ask a question. And if you don't ask the answer, the question within two seconds, they say silence is acceptance and they run away. So they can't tell them the answer. <laughs> silence is acceptance. But giving people, your team, the time to think and recognizing those different behavioral styles. Who's those quick thinkers? Who are those people that are going a million miles an hour? Great. They're going to probably make their decision in one to two seconds. It's, you know, somebody else who goes, wait a minute, I, I need time to actually think about this. It might take an hour or two or maybe a day before, give them the questions mm-hmm. to say, these are the things that I really want you to think about because I value your input. And right. then giving that, just recognizing your team's strengths and knowing how people think and the processing speed with which they do it at. So going back to that leadership piece of knowing when to be silent and when to fill the space. Silence is uncomfortable. People are not comfortable with silence. We live in a very noisy world all the time. And so a really quick way to get people's attention is silence. If you really want to draw them in, I've done this with thousands and thousands of people, is instead of getting louder to try and talk over them, I will get quieter, I will get smaller, and I will draw Mm -hmm. their attention in. And they it's just fascinating to watch humans where they just go, what is yeah. going on? Yeah. Right. And they start to pay attention <laughs> rather than trying to be louder than them, which I can mm-hmm. be because I'm a pretty loud, boisterous person for those that don't know me. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. but, but, but yeah, it's, no, it's powerful. hundred percent agree. Right. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm talkative. And, <laughs> and, and that's a shocking revelation. I, I just want to, I just, Thought I'd put it out there. I know you guys were wondering about that. No, it's good to be your whole self. Be your authentic self. This is this is kind of a moment. I feel safe and secure with you guys, but I can't tell you. I've had not only my spouse, but friends will say, "You're awful quiet. Are you okay?" Yeah. So if you're known as being a high eye extrovert, cheerleader, obnoxious person, (laughs) 
and then you're not, you're really quiet. They just assume that something's wrong. Yeah. Which is really funny because I am one of those high, I obnoxious people, but I crave silence. I actually do crave that lack of input because I put so much into the things that I'm doing that my energy, how do I fill myself up? I, I generally go into the woods or I'm swimming or outdoors in nature. Yep. And I always just tell people, I always just tell people I used up all my words for the day. So I have a lot of amount of words that I'm allowed to use and I just used them all up. I can only speak in grunts now. So, and tying this into a specific type of leadership role, you know, we mentioned culturally, we don't like silence. And also culturally, we think leaders should have the answers. So when somebody asks a leader a question, the knee-jerk response is going to be something, say something. And so they just get junk out there and they expect the same from their people. So I ask you a question of the direct report. You better have an answer by golly, by gosh, because I'm the boss here. It's okay just to sit with that information and think about it and accept there's a little bit of trust that has to happen there to say, you may have the answer right now, but let's at least think it through and get to a point we can have Mm -hmm. a good conversation about this. Yeah, that's a great great point, Sam. One one of my experiences, and it's actually turned into a pet peeve, if somebody says to me, I'm just thinking out loud. Um, (laughs) I I used to tell people, I'm thinking out loud. And so I talk while I'm thinking, a, a direct report or somebody else asked me a question, I'm thinking out loud. And that thought process, if you're verbalizing it, sometimes you don't want your direct reports to hear what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped saying, if they'd ask a question and I had to process it, I would say, I need to think about that for a while. Can we get back together in an hour or whatever? Or mm-hmm. if it was something, it would give me a moment to think about that and then just sit there quietly. And to, to McLaughlin's um, point with the kids, when I would say that, I wouldn't then sit there and stare at them. I would stare at my desk because it's really hard <laughs> to listen to somebody else while you're thinking. But I stopped thinking out loud because I, I don't know about you guys, but every once in a while, some of my thoughts aren't very accurate or even good or germane to the thing they were asking about. And so I think about it silently and then get back to them or whatever. I stopped broadcasting my thought process. It's interesting. I was just involved in a town hall-esque kind of meeting for uh, a group that I'm with. And uh, they, we've just had a recent change in leadership. It's my jujitsu team, just so you know, (laughs) it's wrestling exercise, crushing each other. But we had some tragedy. Our owner passed away, unfortunately, Mm. about, uh, I guess about a year ago now. And it just left this void. And we were trying to, how do we take care of things? How do we do things? And there was a a lot of healing that needed to happen, but then just some stuff happened and and there was a lack of leadership and we went, there was this void. And now they just came in and said, Hey, this is what we're doing moving forward. And there was a lot of backlash and we had a town hall meeting. And unfortunately, I think that had there been more silence, things could have been a little bit better. Mm. Had there Mm -hmm. been more, I don't have an answer to that. I need to think about that and get back to you would have been a much better answer than let me think out loud because I'm just going to tell you what I think. And <laughs> that's, that's not always the right answer. Like you said, Jeff, if you, right. as a leader, knowing, having the discernment of when to say, I don't know, let me think and get back to you. Or I don't have an answer. I that just, makes, I can't that answer makes that. a leader humble. That's a humility. It shows vulnerability. Yeah. It shows them that they're human. And, right. and yeah. I, I think I wish more leaders would do that. And say, I don't know, but let you know, let me find out. I'll get back to you. Yeah. Yeah, I think you brought up an excellent point that I don't want to let get by us is 
in your meeting, it was a little contentious. And when you're angry, stay quiet. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah. your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. There's it's a hard. lot of power in silence there. Yeah. It's hard because we're reactionary then. I'm sorry. Visual issues here on the, yeah. uh, the podcast today. <laughs> the other, what, what's the other? What's the other way to say that? Just because you think it doesn't mean you need you have to, to say, say it. it. Yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah. the old, the old saying, "The count to ten yeah, actually has a physical uh, behind it. Because when you count to ten, then that all that whatever chemical it was that it puts you into fight or flight or, or reactionary mode, cortisol mm-hmm. will start draining, mm-hmm. and and it, you will quit having that response if you give it time and silence until you can actually think through the answer. Every time I've popped off, I've been really sorry, mm-hmm. yeah. really sorry. Oh yeah, been there, done that. So uh, that's for me, so, <laughs> lots of places for silence. So one of the best tricks that I learned on emails is I, I used to have a volunteer that would email me. And whenever we had an event or whenever we did anything, he'd write an email saying, uh, really wonderful event, very great event. You did a great job. Blah, 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 blah. But then the second paragraph would always start with, but I hate that. So what I would do is I, is I would hit the, the email would be open. I'd hit return. I delete his name. And I'd write, I think you're the biggest piece of garbage. And I would just rip it. I'd rip into him like a, like a bologna sandwich. Just rip in him and get everything out that I wanted to say. And then I would delete the whole thing. And then I would write, thank you so much. I appreciate your comments. I'll take them under advisement. And then I'd put the email back in. And then I'd send it. Because I, I just, that's, cause I've been known to send off emails that don't come across well. So in my history, it's sometimes it's just good to delete the, the email because I don't want to accidentally hit send with my elbow or something and, uh, and then vent it out right. and then erase it and go, thank you so much. I appreciate your comments. I'll take it under advisement and then put his email back in and send it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But so what's, that reminds me, what, what was that called? Oh, the praise sandwich. Oh mm-hmm. man, it's great to uh, see you. You suck. Have good. a nice day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He would always say great. You had an amazing event, but, but, yeah. <laughs> So there's one more element of silence I want to touch super, super quickly because it's about leadership. It's also about being a good team member. And one piece is sometimes folks, like we have a couple of friends here and a little higher on the interpersonal scale, and that's perfectly fine. And being a person who's going to hear that story, let it go. It's okay to be quiet and silent and let that story flow so that person can say what they need to say and express their emotion and think through their thoughts because that's how they're doing it. So it goes a couple directions. Whether you're thinking through your situation or helping others with theirs. And we are far past time. And uh, it's time for us to wrap this show up. Now, how in the world are you going to pose questions to us about silence? Dear ask us at leadershipbs.co. Nothing to say here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So what we'd like you to think about are situations where you were or could have been silent and would change the outcome. And share us your stories. We want to hear how it's working for you, how it's not. And you can share those stories to us by the email I mentioned or at our Facebook group at No More Leadership BS. And share your story because uh, being leaders is not easy. It needs help. We need help. We need teamwork. And uh, sometimes we need to just... Quiet, listen, and move on. So Mm -hmm. until next time, friends, when we get back together and talk about awesome leadership stuff with no more leadership BS, let's take off. Let's get out of here. 
Thank you, friends. Have a good one. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. If we use your email questions or comments, you will win a DISC behavioral assessment and debrief with one of our highly trained podcast teammates. And last but not least, don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much and tune in next time. We'll see you then.